I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. There once was a slimer who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town farewell. Our story sees us around about Covent Garden, where the cultural elite rub shoulders with the working man, the working woman, and, it being Covent Garden, the working girls. And here, amongst all the shoulder rubbing, our very own Bert and Maggie enjoy what seems to be an evening off. Cheers, Maggie. Bottoms up, Bert. <sighs> Lovely. Does a body good. This is a great spot, isn't it? Oh, it's all right, I suppose. You don't like it? Oh, I like it fine. Only... Go on, Maggie. Well, I don't know if you'll like what I've got to say. Oh, go on. I appreciate us taking a night off. I appreciate we've gone somewhere new with the chance of meeting new people. And I truly appreciate that you've bought the first round of drinks. But? But I know you, Bert. Sure. And I know you never take a night off. You don't like meeting new people unless you can make money from them. And you never, ever, ever buy me anything unless you're about to ask me to partake in that which I do not wish to partake. Maggie, you think I... would I ever... From my own sister? I'm happy to hear the words, I'm wrong, Bert, but those are not the words I'm hearing. I'm hurt, Maggie. I thought years of sibling affection and familial loyalty would amount to more than unfounded accusations when I have so generously taken you out and bought you a drink. And you are wrong, Maggie, are the words that are missing from that statement. Look. Yes? I mean, you're not wrong. I know. I'm still hurt. You'll get over it. Probably once you buy the second round. Uh, All right. Hiya, Mum. Hiya, Mr. Burt. Little Willie, what are you doing around these parts? I'm meeting up with you. Huh? What news, Willie? I found him, Mr. Burt. Tracked him. He's settling in down at the land. He gonna be there a while? I should think. Ordered a bottle and got a couple of girls. Great work, Willie. Here. You roped in little Willie behind my back. I'm sorry, Mum. I didn't intend to deceive you. I only did it for the money. I'm not angry at you, little Willie. Why not? You trust him. I'm living up to your perception of me, while he's a real disappointment. You couldn't understand a mother's love. That's because I remember our mother. Was that love? I don't know. Oh, it's a puzzler. To this day, I don't understand it. What's this errand you've had little Willie running around London for? It all started when... Wait, no. I've changed my mind. Huh? I don't want to know. I'm hoping to get you involved. And you're very convincing. And one way or another, you'll convince me to come along with you. Like you did with little Willie, I'm sure. He was ever so persuasive, Mum. Why, you... I am not above giving you a swift introduction to the back of my hand. Sorry, Mr Burt. Yeah, well, go on, Maggie. All I'm saying is I accept. Don't feel the need to explain yourself. 
Let's get on with the plan and you can keep me abreast as we carry on. Really? Really. Oh, great. As long as... Yes? As long as there is nothing embarrassing involved. Nothing humiliating? No, no, only the politest of behaviour required. I'm not making a spectacle of myself. I'm not being a distraction for a theft. And one way or another, I'm going home still wearing my knickers, all right? That's fine. That's not going to be a problem. I might leave you to it, Mum, Mr Burt. Why? Where are you off to, little Willy? Some of the lads have organised a night of back-alley bare-knuckle boxing. You aren't getting into fights, are you, little Willy? No, Mum, but I stand to make half a crown if Reggie the Giant is in form. Reggie the Giant? I thought he was out with a concussion. Hasn't stopped him before. True. Poor Rafe. I don't like you gambling on fights, little Willy. That's not the sort of behaviour I like to encourage. Yes, Mum. However, if you've already placed your bets... I have, Mum. Well, off you go then. Cheers, Mum. I worry he's coming under some bad influences. Really? I'm liking the lad more and more every day. My point exactly. Come on, let's go meet this gentleman of yours. There he is, Maggie. There who is? Our target. All right. Where is he then? There, Maggie, there. That sturdy-looking fellow with the giggling girls. What, the fat chap with the sluts? Maggie. Sorry, that rotund bastion of virtue with those prostitutional ladies. (laughs) What the hell is that? That's, uh... Is that singing? Yes. (laughs) Wait, that's not singing. Yes, it is. It's... Opera. Maybe light opera? Opera is opera, Bert. Neither its weight nor its brightness have anything to do with it. I don't think that's what light opera means. Bert, you have deceived me. Have I? Yes, false one. You have deceived me. You know of my rancour for opera. I am famed for it. Are you? Number one. When I go to the theatre, it's to see people fall over, pretend to be farm animals, or for them to have many accidental nearly kissings while cross-dressing. It's not to see farty windbags scream into each other's mouths. I wouldn't call it screaming, exactly. Number two, everyone who does go sticks their noses so far up in the air about it, you'd think they were trying to lodge themselves in God's bottom. Have a single snack or throw a single piece of fruit and they look at you like you're a monkey in a zoo. People want to hear the... Amendment to number one, I also go to the theatre to see monkeys, they being very humorous animals. True, I do like... And number three, my heart was broken while at the opera. Not this again. It was there that Wombat Willie first broke up with me. It was during a matinee of HMS Pinafore when he had an emotional affair with Josephine, the captain's daughter. You were back together by interval. That's beside the point. I was traumatised and I've hated opera ever since. And you knew this, Bert. And you tricked me into helping you. I didn't trick you. You tricked me by way of a mission. Okay, I knew that opera might scare you off. Ha! But this is barely opera related. We don't have to see opera, merely to interact with the participants of opera. There doesn't have to be any opera involved, really. I am unconvinced, Bert. You can put up with an evening of tuneful squawking, Maggie. I promise it'll be worth it. Can't you do this without me? I need your people power. My what? People like you, Maggie. I'm good for plans and ideas, but people genuinely like meeting you. I suppose. Believe me, I don't understand it, but I need it. Fine. I'm still not happy about you tricking me. But you'll stay and help me? I said fine, didn't I? Why are you squinting at me? I'm giving you the evil eye. Well, that's fine. 
don't use it on the fat chap with the sluts. Come on, let's introduce ourselves. Hello there, good sir. I couldn't help but hear your wonderful voice from across the way. Ah, more fans. Did you see my performance this evening? You were most spectacular. Grazie, signore. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. Albert von Liegenschwein, and this is my sister, Miss Margaret von Liegenschwein. Miss, you say? That's right. Well, then... Why are you holding your hand out like that? All the better to take your hand, my dear. Oh... Here you go. And I am Mr. Charles Proust, tenor. Is that hyphenated? Is what, sorry? Proust tenor. That one word or... It is my vocal range, my dear sweet child. I see I have much to teach you. No, it's fine. I don't want to know. <laughs> I haven't introduced my lovely friends for the evening. My good friends, aren't you, girls? That's right, Good good friends, Charlie. This is Nelly. Hiya. And this is Allegro. (laughs) Wait, I know you. Bert, it's those girls. I know. Those girls from the prison. I know. Nelly and what's her name? Allegro. Yeah, but no, it was... What was it? Something ironic. It wasn't ironic. Oh, chastity, that was it. And it's ironic because she's a whore. It was not ironic. It was merely an amusing juxtaposition. It doesn't matter anyway, because I don't go by chastity anymore. No? No. It's Allegro now. (laughs) Is that even a name? It's my name, so yes. (laughs) She has made it a name. Proper nouns being flexible like they are. Why not a proper name? Like, like Maggie or or Nelly. Because Allegro is who I am. It has musical connotations. Does it? Let's the right people know that I'm both fast and lively. Am I the right people? You've always done right by me, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) What a delight to see you both again, Nelly. Allegro. Is it? You didn't seem delighted to see us last time. That was in less than salubrious surroundings, wouldn't you say? I suppose. Yeah. And now we're all here to be good friends. Why, Mr. Proust, allow me to buy you a drink. I've no need of a drink. I've the better part of a bottle here. What I am in need of is a soft, round bottom to warm my lap. Oh, I can do that, Charlie. I can take a fermata there, if you like, Charlie. Oh, or perhaps my latest friend. Who? Me? Absolutely not. Maggie? Nothing humiliating, Bert. I'll not sit on a fella's lap in public. Tisn't seemly. These girls don't mind. There's nothing seemly about us. Seems we're prepared to do anything. Ah, <laughs> wordplay. If we could bring this cadenza to a coda and bring the conversation back to you, Mr. Prowse. Ooh, musical puns. <laughs> it's not a pun. It's wordplay. Isn't it? What's a pun again? A pun is when a word in context has more than a singular meaning. Doesn't he use cadenza to mean musical improvisation? and a tangent in the conversation. Allegro, I believe you're right. 
My apologies. Oh, accepted fully and completely, Nelly. I am now remembering why I hated these women. Now, now, Bert. A girl has got to find her entertainment somewhere. And providing educated conversation is an important part of our profession. Is it? Nah, not really. Mainly fellas want to do it in the arse. But a girl aspires. Okay, look, thank you, Nelly Allegro. I appreciate your dedication to your craft. <gasps> oh, thank you. Kind of you to say. What I wanted to talk about is why Mr. Proust here has not gone to the reception after this evening's opera. The reception? The drinks with the patrons. Of the Opera House. I never go, dear boy. Dull, dry things they are. And the women are frightfully stiff. Why go Largo when you can have Allegro? I always say. <laughs> Charlie! What I wanted was to convince you to change your mind. Maybe take a plus one or two. Who did you have in mind? Us? I'd love to. No, not you. I was talking about me and my sister. I've only just met you. I know that, And I have everything here I could possibly wish for. Bert, if I may. I'm getting somewhere here, Maggie. You are not going to get anywhere with those giggling ninnies on his arms. What did you have in mind? I'll show you. Hey, girls, what's your rate? Our rate? How much for a whole night? A tenner apiece. A tenner? A tenner? How much is that again? Sixpence. Sixpence? Sixpence? Right. Sixpence for you. Ooh. And sixpence for you. What are you doing? This is generous of you, but I can't accept. Why is that? I haven't trimmed my nails. This sixpence isn't for any funny business. It's for you two to piss off. Oh, why? Seems my brother has business with Mr. Proust. So, you've got your coin. Get out of here. No! Girls, please! Nelly? Allegro? What you reckon? She's the customer. But I was the customer. Not anymore, I'm afraid, Charlie. Ta very much, miss. Bye, Charlie. Another night. No! Damn it. Huh. For some reason, I thought you were going to kick them in the crotch. That was my backup plan. Curse you. You've driven away my beauties. I'm your desperado. Keep it down, please. You don't like my singing? Does anyone? All of London society. Boo to them, then. (gasps) Madame. So, Bert, this reception, what's this about? It's where the patrons of the opera get to mingle with the cast. Not all the cast. Right, key members of the cast. Leads, divas, cultural mavens. What's a maven? It's like the person that everyone wants to be seen with. Oh, I get it. So, if there is... I was wondering why you were working yourself up into a lather over opera. And now I know. You do? This Proust chap. That's me. You want everyone to think you're friends with him. And that he takes you to parties and whatnot, right? Ah, it all makes sense now. You want my savoir-faire. Charles Proust is not a cultural maven. He's not a cultural... Cultural anything. What? Nah, you're a notorious womanizing drunkard. What he does have is a standing invite to these parties as part of the cast. The person I'm after. The creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. Well, that's what I said. That creamy person is none other than operatic soprano and renowned diva Nellie Melba. Ah, Nellie. She's an icon, celebrated from coast to coast, then over the ocean to a multitude of other coasts. And this reception, of which she is the guest of honour, is very exclusive. If we come swanning in and befriend Nellie Melba, we'll be top draw. We'll be properly posh. 
Think of it, Maggie. You and I and Nellie Melba will be unstoppable. But first we got to get into that reception. Right. Now, Proust here never goes, but like I said, he has a standing invite. So all we got to do is to convince him to take us with him. And what is the likelihood of that? Nothing. You took my girls away. Yeah, Maggie. You didn't think about that before you overpaid and then drove those doxies into the street. The answer's obvious, isn't it? Mr. Proust, sir, my brother and I live at a brothel and have access to some of London's filthiest wenches. You do? Yep. Why, Maud is ever so keen to please, and young Bess is... There? She's definitely there. I don't need these women. I can find any number of girls through Covent Garden. If you don't take us to this reception, we're going to tail you around and drive these women off. You wouldn't. If you knew my brother, then you would know that we absolutely would. He's a stubborn bastard. Right, Bert? I cannot refute this. What'll it be? A quick duck into this boring party and then rampant whoring till the wee hours of the morning? Or you could spend countless hours listening to how much Maggie hates opera. Oh, it's dreadful. Like someone sitting on a bag of cats. Very well. You leave me no choice. We will away to this party. Away! Don't feel the need to sing. Look at it all, Maggie. Isn't it beautiful? It's very pretty, Bert. Can't you taste the money? Can't you smell the wealth in the air? All I can smell is pipe smoke and dead flowers. That's perfume. That in itself is the smell of wealth. That doorman was most impudent. I thought I'd have to sing to convince him who I was. Thank God it didn't come to that. You have performed admirably for us, Mr. Proust. You may go about enjoying your evening. (laughs) Was that a laugh? Indeed it was. Couldn't you laugh like a normal person? I was laughing at your notion that I would go and enjoy my evening. You don't want to? I shall be staying very... Very close to you to ensure I get the prostitutes that were promised me. Ah, right. Hurry up and do your social climbing. All right, all right. He's getting bossy. Who are we looking for, Bert? Let's not rush things. There's so many fascinating strangers. Ooh, so much free food. Ooh, so much free alcohol. I suppose. But you should try these hors d'oeuvres. Put that tiny egg pie down, Maggie. I need you Mm. in peak schmoozing condition. All right, all right. Hello there. Why, it's Lady Tottle. Maggie, Mm. it's Lady Tottle. Mm -hmm. The von Liegenschweins. Why, we haven't seen each other since that unfortunate evening at the Diplings. How well I remember it. Lady Tottle. Watcha, Lady Tottle. You were the hero of the evening, Mr. von Liegenschwein. I'm so glad to see you up and out and enjoying yourself. Life is for the living, Lady Tottle. Were that true for all? I'm only here to promote my ongoing charitable works, specifically to end overcrowding in orphanages. The secret, I feel, is to reduce the rate of baby production. Um... How are you doing that, then? Abstinence was the initial strategy, but it doesn't seem to be catching on, I'm afraid. I am now launching an ambitious educational program to promote vertical relations. What a vertical... She means standing up. Oh. It significantly reduces the rate of conception upon copulation. 
So I'm told. Are you doing the Lord's work, Lady Tottle? It is what I was put on this earth to do. A noble effort, Lady Tottle. Why, is that Charles Proust? Hmm? Mr. Proust, what a rare pleasure to see you off stage. I had been meaning to find you. I did have you in mind for a charity event I'm organising. Ah, see, this is why I hate these parties. It's to be a premiere of a selection of works from Engelbert Humperdinck's upcoming opera, of which I commissioned. You commissioned an opera? Why? Fancy. All in the name of charity. It's entitled A Lady of Good Standing. Sounds unmissable. Tell me, Lady Tottle, has Miss Melba arrived yet? I wanted to congratulate her for her fine performance this evening. Were you there? Absolutely. You like the opera? I am regularly charmed by the opera. Oh, you must buy tickets to my charity event. <laughs> sure. You must be able to afford it, coming to one of Lady Constance's events. Does she charge for tickets? No, but it is expected that one make a sizable donation to one of her causes, as you must know. Of course, Lady Tottle. But, uh, Miss Melba? Why, let me take you to her. Lady Constance. Ah, Gwendolyn. How is Nellie? Oh, she's quite well, I'm sure. She's blessing us with an impromptu performance of this evening's aria. Get that bloody right. <laughs> oh, you sound rapturous, Nelly. Oh, you always say that, Lady C. So I don't know when you come in the raw prawn. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Oh my god. Yep, there she is. But that voice. Is it good? I find it all pretty grating. Not the singing voice. Why does she sound like that? Like what? She sounds coarse, rough. Common. Huh? She sounds like us. Nellie Melba is Australian, didn't you know? But she's not supposed to sound like us. She's supposed to be classy, sophisticated. She's supposed to be better than us. Constance, I found some friends of mine. Oh? These are the von Liegenschweins. Ah, the spiritualists. That's right, Lady Constance. I've been meaning to attend one of your seances. I've heard they're quite the diversion. I never seem to have time, what with all my artistic commitments. I know what you mean. With my charity work, it feels like most of society is like ships in the Night. You are doing important work. Why, what you do changes the country, nay, the whole empire for the better. <laughs> what you are doing is important. Why, without culture, how could our society carry on? How could we greater understand humanity? Did you say you're an artist, Lady Constance? Heavens, no. I am a patron of the arts, which means I herd artists into artistic pursuits, which is rather like herding innumerable tomcats. Do excuse me for asking, is that a hint of an accent I'm picking up? Why, yes, Lady Constance. Oh, yeah? We're from Australia. Oh, Nelly. Nellie, look who I found for you. I'm coming, Lady C. Keep your britches on. What's going on? What's this now? Nellie, these are the von Liegenschweins. Are they now? And they hail from the colonies. <gasps> no shit! 
Smith. Hello there. Hi, I'm Maggie. Uh, Margaret. Good evening, Miss Melba. Oh, bugger me. Cracking to meet you. Call me Nelly. Everyone does. OK. Sure. Wait a minute. Is that Charlie Prowse hiding back there? Hello there, Nelly, my dear. Come on over and give us a big sloppy kiss on the cheek, you old dog. I thought you'd be canoodling in a tavern somewhere by now. And miss one of Lady Constance's excellent receptions? Certainly not. <laughs> What a delight to have the two of you together. Such a rare treat when off stage. Should we give him a song, Charlie? Anything you say, Nelly. Atta boy. How about... Mio fratello è a casa. Che sfortuna è questa. Questa. Oh, bugger. Come on, Maggie, let's get out of here. Really? Thank God. Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, I'm hellishly keen to run screaming from the room, but you had your heart set. We met her, she made a fuss, it's all good. It's your call, Bert. Yep, let's go. Fresh air. There was plenty of fresh air in there. Nah, it was full of opera. A minute or two longer and I would have suffocated. Oh. You alright, Bert? I'm fine. That was convincing. Hmm. You met your singer and she seemed like good fun. She wasn't special. She was common, like us. And yet she's the star attraction of an exclusive party. A boring party, mind. I should have known. Someone called Nelly could never be that fancy. We even met a Nelly earlier in the evening. Did we? Oh, yeah. And she was a prostitute. True. Speaking of, we kind of dumped Charlie Proust in there and scarpered. So? We promised him a night of debauchery. Sod him. Man's a reprobate. Yeah. And even he is accepted as a gentleman. It is weird. Singers, one step up from actors if you ask me, and actors are filth. Do you know how much I've put into turning us into a gentleman and a lady? And I'm not talking about the money. You're not talking about... I'm not talking just about the money. Being a fancy pants is about attitude as much as it is money. You've got to own it. Part of you has got to be saying, I don't need you, rich people. Because if all you want is their approval, you can bet your bottom they'll hold off giving it to you. You gotta relax, Bert. Enjoy yourself. Make them come to you. Yeah. So take an evening off. Let's party like Nelly. The singer or the prostitute? Take your pick. I'd settle for a cup of tea. (laughs) Thank God, because I'm ready to ditch this corset. (sighs) Let's hop a handsome cab and head home. Yeah! (laughs) And so Bert and Maggie head home, triumphant but defeated. Will this paradox resolve itself? Will a cup of tea cheer Bert up? There's only one way to find out. Join us next time for more cracking, historically accurate Victorian adventures with Bert and Maggie. Bert and Maggie featured the voices of Kieran Davey as Bert Jacqueline Osorio as Maggie and Lady Gwendolyn Tuttle Ethan Dean as Little Willie Andrew Chamberlain as Mr Charles Proust Rosie Williamson as Allegro Rhiannon Marshall as Nellie Danny Payne as Lady Constance Lucy Clough as Nellie Melba and Matt Graham as the narrator Music composed and performed by Matthew Samer Words by Kieran Davey Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. 
Have you or a loved one been affected by the Penny Peep Show? Almost 1 in 7.53 billion have. But you don't have to suffer alone. You can find support at the social media links in the episode description. For more severe cases, doctors recommend sharing, subscribing, and reviewing. If symptoms persist, please consult the new episode in two weeks. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.